0: I That's D- what I love, Mr. Mallard. Uh, joined me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we?
1: Get- so the point being is, good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen, and we saw it in full swing. That the line of demarcation between here,
0: are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to BP? I
1: didn't do my homework
0: this week. And welcome in, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Tea Time Tuesday here with Divots and Pivots kicking it off for you so it's time to pour a drink sit down and enjoy because we got a fun show for you tonight we got cutter the caddy joining us in just a little bit so you want to hop on for that make sure you stick around we talk about his book talking about some fun stories and his experiences and as you just saw i got a nice bottle of wine we will be talking wine for all you wine lovers out there with cutter as well so stick around bud welcome how are you how's your week been man
1: how surprised are you to see me right now
0: uh you know what (laughs) It, it was like I looked down for one second, you weren't there, and then I looked up and you were there, and it was like, ah, all right, well, cool.
1: It is magnificent <laughs> to be back. I'm happy to be here and not elsewhere. Uh, I'm overjoyed that Cutter is going to be joining us. I can't wait to swap, 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 swap. swap. Yeah, I can't wait to swap my the bang. My, I pff, the bang. <laughs> the uh, I can't wait to swap my one caddy story. And for his, you know, endless, endless caddy stories. I'm I'm looking forward to a little little Vino talk too. I mean, to that
0: end. Did you come prepared?
1: I mean, this is purple cowboy. Don't even know what the fuck it is. It's just something that's sitting over here. I think we purple oh there cowboy. I got some Zach. I got some Zach Brown band. Zach Brown What's has it has his own vineyard or winery or whatever the hell we call it. So right. we'll, we'll crack into something like that. But we gotta clean we gotta do some business up front. We gotta talk yes. shop. Um I'm gonna go ahead and get just live news out of the way. Taylor Gooch yes. won with a 73 in the final round. Oh good on you. They're drinking beers out of shoes. I, yeah. I get that it's an Aussie thing and I get that they're yeah. trying to expand the game.
0: I'm glad they all had their fun.
1: I just don't see it going anywhere, especially in with the recent with the recent revelation, the PGA tour announcement today, mm-hmm. talking about it the PGA is. of PGA Tour Americas. They're mm-hmm. taking, you know, the Latin American tour, the Canadian tour, and saying, Woo, here we go. This is that kind of next tier between Corn Ferry and PGA. Uh, they're just creating more opportunity where they need it to yeah. try to keep these to try to keep these players uh, in house. And I think it's working. I don't I, I don't we've said it, but we've said it before and we'll say it again because that's what you do with sayings. Who Who's going next? Who are they going to pick off for the live tour? I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the next the next rollout is going to be uh, they're shoring up the talent pool. Mm-hmm. Now I would be shocked if they turn and they start amping up a little bit of the money on the PGA tour champions to say, Hey, don't go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, that could be, you know, we've talked about a PGA tour ban, and, and I'm not a fan of it. I say sure. when con- when their contracts are up, if you want to let them back, let's let them back. Let's let them back under stipulations and whatnot, or make them, make them go earn it again or whatever the situation is. But they could say, you know, no soup for you. You don't get to go and dip your toes over in that pool and then come back and play the next 25 years for an organization that you've basically turned your thumb up or turned your nose up at or thumbed your nose at. Uh, Or as they said in Shakespeare, bite your thumb. Do you bite your thumb, sir? Remember that Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, good. I
0: didn't know if I was going to teacher (laughs) mode. Oh, I was wanted to take that freshman year. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Liv was taken care of. Davis Riley and Nick Hardy, congratulations. Mm -hmm. First win on the PGA Tour team's uh, team event. And that was the best part about it is we had our own team event. I say we. I'm I'm team PGA Tour. Let's be honest. I've always said that we're a welcoming world. Liv can exist. Just stop trying to act as if you're better than you are. So we had our team event. I was yeah. super pissed that we didn't get walk up songs. I think it's weak yeah. sauce. Hey, you Zurich classic people, intern, whoever, assign the songs. Hey, here's your team song. You don't like it? Give us something else. It's a freaking, mm-hmm. it, it's for the fans. This is the one time a year we get to have this kind of fun. And from what I read, they pulled it away because it was just too taxing on the players to have to come up with the song. And then it was just too tough to tra- track yeah, it I don't, all down. I don't even you think that's have true. a year to figure this out. You have a but year.
0: I don't even think that's true. I think the players would probably enjoy looking up it. Like that's not tack. Like, that's not such yeah, a like weak it. excuse. It's almost as weak as, as live putting out there that Taylor Gooch won golf's biggest event of the year. Like give me a fucking break on that one. That was. Well, I, I sent you that that screenshot. I was damn near thought- pissing myself. I was so. So annoyed with that, that,
1: that. I thought you were gonna no, come no. through the phone oh, with like just swinging, and I wasn't have to remind you that I'm on your team. And I'm not even like a complete
0: live hater. Like I just want them to accept themselves for what they are. But like, they just the delusions just so so widespread now with coming from their camps.
1: What else would you do though? You know what I mean? It's like it's like telling a. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's like telling a, a confederate soldier at the end you know towards the end of the civil war the war is over man and it's like oh but i i mean i planted my flag over here that's a terrible analogy was- so somebody's gonna come out and be like are you saying no no stick with me folks to, you know step back and look at the analogy no it's just kind of like what do you expect man they're gonna they're gonna fly they're gonna fly their flag until until their contract is up or they die or whatever comes first sure I'm, i get that yeah. i don't wish death upon anybody we are a a pro staying alive once you're alive kind of organization here at divots and pivots so shout out to the zurich classic can't wait for next year bring the music back for the love of all that is holy and mighty for your safety and my sanity let's bring the music back but we pivot real quick to mexico and we're down at the mexico opening now people people might get a little confused here because there is a, there is an event for us in the fall, the PGA tour down in Mexico. That is what's kind of taken the place of what used to be the Mayakoba. Oh, look at you, Mr. Sophistication station with your stemmed wine glass. I'll be drinking out of a <laughs> coffee mug here shortly. Uh, That's but, right. My, my okay.
0: uncle in my uncle in town yesterday was drinking whiskey out of one of the kids, uh, mini Paw Patrol glasses. So that was gotta, fantastic to watch. Got to keep,
1: I've got uh, one of my best friends, his parents for the last 25 years drink their wine out of coffee cups. That way you don't really know when they make the transition. So this yes. is the Mexico Open. This is the National Open for Mexico, which uh, Mexico Open, Argentine, Argentine Open, these these Central and South American countries that have these open championships. Look at their history. Big name players have gone down there even before it was mm-hmm. recognized by the PGA Tour, you know, back in 2017, when, or actually, I think it was last year. Uh, Mayakoba was 2017. But Mm-hmm. this is a big deal i think it's going to continue to be kind of that second tier but a big deal tournament john rom is the i mean let's be honest by objective measures weak field we've only got three in the top sure. 50 i think we got or we got like eight in the top 50 or eight in the top 100 three in the top 50 something like that but when you look at it you look you see john rom tony finau and then davis riley is like the know. next and, and he even pulled out i mean i hear he's out so it's gonna be
0: Is he out? now?
1: I saw that on DraftKings when I went to go try to put him in my lineup. It said out. I don't know if that was new or not, but. Um, oh, the stat <clears> machine lo- needs to get updated then. I love that John Rahm <clears throat> is committed to this. He's the defending champ, mm-hmm. and he even said he's going to take a pass next week at Wells Fargo, which is going to be his like one free, free sit-out designated event for the year. Rory already did yeah. his two, and he's going to take his $3 million pip. Dan Rappaport over at Bleacher or Barstool is trying to be like, what's going on with Rory is Rory. Where's Jay Moynihan? Stop, stop, go back to shtick. I understand you're a reporter, big time Jay and everything like that. But I watched him earlier and I thought to myself, why are you trying to draw? Where's the commissioner? The commissioner's back at home commissioning and your leaders are out there leading. And does it have an effect on his play? I'm sure it does, but, we're back in Mexico. It's a long course, but it's a short course because we got a little bit of an right. elevation. Um, it's a different type of grass. This uh, not it's not Poa, which is my favorite Poa andenenua. This is like papillion <laughs> or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I can tell you. What right is it? Now. You, you you had it, you had it just before we got on. Seventy four hundred yards. Uh, it's yeah, it, uh, pa-
0: paspalum. Paspalum.
1: Passpalum, Passpalum. Thank you, Passpalum. <laughs> also find it ironic that we're at a greg norman course you know i mean people forget that him jack nicholas arnie you know they got some big they got some big designs around the world so i i figured you know we got cutter waiting for us in the green room um uh, first of all that's gonna be question one out the gate where's the name from is is this is this you know because it's a wine is a cigar thing is this i mean we got to know uh does he only play left to right shots as a righty? Is he right-handed even? I don't even know. I've not I haven't met the guy yet. Save you him. Just don't save know.
0: him. No teasers. Save him. So um
1: <laughs> let's 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 kind of get through this and, yes. and and it's really easy. 10K and above range, you know, it, 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 those are your guys. If you want, if you want to plant yes. your flag with one of them, you're gonna be you're gonna kind of be top heavy on your lineup and you're gonna to have to go down digging for value plays. Easy and enough for, to do this week, though. Oh it's
0: one of those weeks where yes, sure, you got Ron, you got finao Up up in this tournament here, uh, up at the top. But you know, when it comes to the rest of the field, like you said, it is a weaker field comparative to other tournaments this year. So there's going to be value to be found. I mean, Gary Woodland is priced at 9,600. Gary Woodland, he's played well recently, but let's be—he's not. Usually, takes a little while to get back up to the 9K range. So when you consider that Gary Woodland, um, that just proves kind of what the field is. But the 7K range is rich with value this week.
1: All right. So real quick, I'm going to give you my key three and I'm going to give yep. you a couple, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple from, you know, from, from where I see some value picks. Uh, and we'll try to get that out there. We're, we're not guarantee you any yeah. wins. We're just trying to tell you where our brain is. And, um, and so far, so good. We're about playing level par with our competition throughout the year. We'll get an update next week after yeah. Mexico. But looking this week, <clears throat> strokes gained off the tee. Again, we're, we're in Mexico. The ball's going to fly a little bit more. And, yep. and history shows that whoever can whoever can control that monster off the tee is going to be in position to do well. Strokes gained putting. Because mm-hmm. this kind of grass is a little different, but from what I've been reading, it's almost like a neutralizing factor. It actually will help the worst putters because it's not as slick and not as not as like glass-like. Sure. Uh, watch. I hope cutter comes in and says, like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then the third, the third, my, the third of my key three is opportunities gained. Uh, I know love you're it. a huge opportunities gain guy. Yeah, I love that set. The, the bottom line is if you're if you're good off the tee and you're getting it inside 15 feet, whoever's best from inside 15 feet this week is going to win. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just my own personal. Now, what sucks for me is that ranked out to Davis Riley being way up there, coming off you know coming off a win. I thought he'd ride that wave. Sure. But obviously, he's out. So I have I have yellow over t- Tony Finau, meaning mm-hmm. he's not green, he's not red. He's kind of like if I if I have to build a lineup with a 10k guy, I, I will. Not going to do it this week. Uh, really, yeah. I'm start I'm starting out most of my lineups with Wyndham Clark. Uh, he ranks out seventh and he ranks out seventh in my model, seventh in opportunities gained 17th off the tee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and so, so, I mean, I just kind of like that. He's also been doing well. His recent form is a lot of top thirties in, in the last couple of months. So um, i I got my own Wyndham Clark down in the eight K range, Brandon Wu, Brandon Wu, just because he ran, he was runner up last year. He ranks out 11th in my model. And smart people who are smarter than me have them, him on their list. And so when my math sure. matches their math, I'm not going to go against the numbers. Uh, keep on going down the 7K. You know my boy Akshay is in the field. So I'm giving – this kid is going to break through. I know. It's hard not to
0: play him. He's, he's he, 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 you know, he so smooth.
1: The, he want, and, and I'm going strokes gain home life. He won in the Bahamas. He's mm-hmm. performed well at the Punta Cana. This kind of has that vibe south of the border take. So I'm going to throw AB some love, but also down there in the 7K range. The other Woo, Dylan Wu. I uh,
0: stole my thunder with him. I was yeah. gonna have a nice. I was gonna have a nice pun ready to slide in there to counter your Brandon Wu, but all right,
1: keep your puns out <laughs> of my kitchen. And then, last but certainly not least, he ranks out fourth in my model. He hasn't been playing great recently, but mm-hmm. every time I hear his name comes up, and this is down the six K range, every time his name comes up and we nice. pass on him, I get a text somewhere: Satoshi Kodiara. And, oh, and I know he's he's so frustrating. So frustrating. <laughs> so frustrating. But there you go. Strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained putting, strokes mm-hmm. gained opportunities gained. You know, bomb it, get it, get it somewhere where you can make a putt, and then if you're making putts, you're gonna be doing well. Back to you in the studio.
0: Yeah, we're very similar this week. Putting off the tee, I mixed in approach as always, instead of um, opportunities gained. Uh, and then you know me, I, I mix in power four, 450 to 500, and approach shots 200 plus because I just like to mix in those distances because uh, certain guys do play courses different ways, their styles different. So it, I know, it's just a little separating factor for me. Uh, I agree, I'm not playing anybody above 10K this way. It just <laughs> – There's only two of them. Yeah, I don't need to, so uh, that, that's a very good point, yeah. Uh, but I love the Wyndham Clark call. Uh, I obviously said I love the Dylan Wu call. Um, for me, if we're talking value, just gonna skip right to some some good names in the 7K range. Uh, I also like Eric Cole this week. He's gonna be under 10% uh, projected ownership right now. Uh, he he ranks out well here. He's a good putter uh, and good approach. I did like Akshay as well, and then Andrew Novak as well. Six percent six percent projected ownership. Finished nine at the uh, ninth at the Valero T46 at Putacana, T27 at Valspar. So keep an eye out for Andrew Novak at 7,300. Uh, to come in. He's playing pretty kind of steady golf right now throughout the season. His strokes gained hasn't been – his strokes gained total hasn't really eclipsed uh, the 12-15 mark, but they also haven't really dropped uh, below zero. They, they've just been kind of hanging out in that uh, like 8 to 15 area. So he's been steady. He's been consistent. I like him to, to make the cut this week uh, and maybe make some noise uh, late on the weekend.
1: Last thing before we bring in our boy. Somebody in the nine k range don't sleep on Nikolai Hoi Hoigard, Hoigard or wherever you want to pronounce his last yeah. name. The brothers Hoigard are DP World Tour studs, uh, and and even though on the on the American side he you know his recent form has been okay. Sure. He's won twice on the DP World Tour in the last couple of years, and his last five tournaments over there have all been top 40 finishes, including a T5 and a T10 and a T13, so Nikolai no. Hoigard might be a sleeper to get some of that leverage, because he's not a name that a lot of Americans I think are going to pick up on.
0: Yeah, and he finished second in Punta Cana, T28 at Valero, so yeah. uh, he's you know, he's, he's in good form over here as well for the, the last few times he's played, because those, those were fairly recent within the last two months, so, uh, yeah, so there you hate, have it. I don't hate it. Uh, that that's surprisingly almost fourteen percent projected ownership. I thought that'd be a little bit lower for the reasons you said, but still, I think that might be worth the play.
1: And if you missed all that, don't worry about it. We'll put it out on the socials tomorrow morning, and plenty of time for you to get your get your lineups in.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, but without further ado, we are going to bring in our special guest. Introducing Cutter the Caddy. Uh, Cut first of all, Cutter. You wanted this. I love the first. Love are the we on I'm now? We are on right you're on the screen you're on the screen Cheers sir. guys <laughs> Cheers
2: What's shaking my man <laughs> Cheers guys the, yeah
0: the, the whole outfits in here you told me you were going to do it you did not disappoint you're ready to go
2: Yeah you know just straight from the book I'm I'm more excited than Brett Kavanaugh at a Kegger <laughs> I love my, my people my people What are I you drink say, What are you
1: drinking cutter I know we're going to have wine below, later on, I'm not trying just, to produce Andrew.
2: Your, your guys' uh, show is as smooth as an Almond Brothers jam, so I figured I'd go with a nice Merlot. Summer
1: before, summer before my senior year in high school, a buddy of mine said, hey, do you want to go to High Five Eyes Amphitheater outside of Atlanta for an Almond Brothers show? I was 17, I said yes, and it was the first time I smoked opium. I passed out, basically blacked out. I was like puking in my lap and I was just literally sitting there saying to myself, I didn't know it was opium. Somebody was like, I, I thought it right. was I I I something else. And it's so the guy later when I woke up, because I was saying like, oh my God, I hope I get arrested just so I can go lay down in a cell somewhere. The opening rift for Soulshine shine hit. And I like shot up out of a dead coma. And that's when the guys behind were like, you all right, man? So as far as Almond Brothers are concerned, you had me at Brett Kavanaugh. So Cutter, where I know I know we're going to get deep and deep. And I know Andrew has a nice produced show that he wants to talk about. Start with the name. My my government name is not Bud. I'm guessing your government name is not Cutter.
0: And mine yeah. is not Mr. Mallard.
2: Holler yeah, at your boy. It's not on my birth certificate. But uh, yeah, I had a, a buddy at a private club that I used to be a member at uh, called me Cutter because uh, that's what I play. That's my shot shape. Perfect. I'm a lefty. You were right about it. I'm a lefty that plays golf, right?
1: So oh, it's, I,
2: it's like, I am as well. I write okay. with, my right. I sure. with my left
1: hand. I drink with my left hand. I keep, I keep the, the, I keep the left hand strong, but um I play golf right hand.
2: Yep. Likewise. And so I do most things left, but um you know, golf and swinging a baseball bat or whatever, I would do it right for some reason and okay. just a weird, weird fix. But uh, so anyway, I've always been that uh, left to right player Uh, when I'm dead, nails on with the golf game I, i'm a real straight hitter um and i can if i had to i can make it turn left but only if you have to you know
1: that's yeah well i mean that's the dj style right once you learn how to play a cut you understand there's a reason jack played it there's a reason tiger played it there's a reason dj switched to it there's a little more control it's not as sexy as a nice high draw i'm a, I'm a big i'm a cutter myself uh right. but but and, you know when you when I love Tommy Fleetwood. I love Rory McIlroy. I love seeing them kind of just that slings it out to the right. And then it just very balloon like drifts down to the left. So when the game is on, how on is the game? Where's the handicap? How is the game right now?
2: Uh, The game's almost non-existent. Uh, Although this year (laughs) I've already put, I've already played five rounds, which is a lot for me. Oh, nice. And uh, Yeah. uh, I used to, I used to, when I was at the private club, I was posting 325 rounds a year. So I was playing wow. I was playing daily and uh, I got the index down to a, a 2.2 was my low and uh, I'm at a 7.7 now and one day I'm dangerous and the other the other days I'm just uh, I'm, I'm an 18 so it's hard to say who's going to show up on any given day but it's it's a blast and I know I can get the ball around so I usually go out there expecting that I'm going to score but it's just it just doesn't happen when you don't get out and play and practice. And and have I just you, I just jump out on the course of play, you
1: know. Have you ever flirted with the '60s back in your in your heyday? Like, were you known to drop and drop a low number every once in a while, or were you one of those scratchish golfers who would flirt with the those low '70s the whole time?
2: I I never have broken seventy. I have shot a couple '70s in tournaments, and uh, I just had a couple weird instances where I was really going to go low, and then one one time it was I had to skip two holes because it was getting so dark and I was five under after 10 holes and uh, I had four birdies in a row, which I'd never done before. And, uh, but we, we played so late in the day that uh, we just had to skip a couple holes. So I didn't really card the under 70 number. And I had another one. I'm in a tournament. I'm four under with two holes to play and I snap hook a ball into OB on a par three and I'm a cutter, you know? So I made a six, birdied the par five to finish and still shot 70. So knocked myself out of, of that potential uh, number in the 60s. So uh, that's been my curse. I've never been able to get under 70, but I've shot it several times.
1: But once you do it, and that's the point that you were making earlier, you've touched greatness. You've been there. So now even though the the objective cutter, you know, probably driving to the course or on the range is going, all right, all right, expectations, let's tame them. Then it k- clicks on. I used to be able to do this. I, I know how to go score this ball. And then mm-hmm. it happens. But 70 in a tournament, that's that, that's impressive. I mean, that is like 68 with the boys on the weekend.
2: It's different when you got to tap them all in. It's way harder. You know, guys scraping four-footers these days, they're, that's
0: different, you know. Tapping them all in is a different number. You guys are talking numbers I've never seen on a scorecard. So, <laughs>
2: sure,
0: sure, sure you have. It's just, well, it, it's it's just, just total, through, total that. through nine, maybe. <laughs> That's the old adage. Uh, I'm, so, I'm a 13-15 cutter, just to give you an idea. So I'm, I'm on a different level out there, but I have fun. Holy
2: cow! You're stroking more than Jeffrey Tubin on a Zoom call. <laughs> and look, this is.
0: This is what this I'm talking what, about. All this night. is the type of oh. stuff you will find in this book. Get on the website uh, and, and check this book. I will put the Cut website the in the caddy. description because that's all that book is full of. It's just full of fantastic one-liners and quick comebacks. Bachelor yeah, parties, parties, golf trips. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and you were pretty recent that you had one about uh, Patrick Reed in there that was like fa- fairly recent. I felt like, or maybe it just yeah. still was still yeah. relevant because you know Reed hasn't hasn't really changed much so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've got I've got references to over 40 different celebrities, whether they're uh politicians, athletes, former golfers, yeah. current golfers, uh <laughs> actors, you know. There's there's a lot in there that's fresh and, and it things keep coming every day. I keep working, I've got enough material for volume two, but I want to let this run and grab some traction for a couple years. But uh oh, yeah. yeah, the news is is full of uh worthy material out there and if I can loosely connect it to a golf situation, then you may hear about it. Like the, the Kavanaugh. You know? Uh,
0: mm-hmm. you know, you're just <laughs> Toss- excited about
2: something, but I,
0: I throw them in there. You know, it's Toss- a funny so how, does- how natural do they come to you? Because, I mean, you already, the, the, the two that you've already hit us with tonight, they seem like they were just like off the cuff and, and unique. Like, are they ones you've used before? Or, like Does it just come naturally to you?
2: Well, you know, Kavanaugh's not in the first book, but he'll be in the second book. I think, I think it's worthy. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's some stuff in the news. I don't want to give away that the, the great jokes that are coming, it would be more fun to play golf with you. And then when it happens, cutter, lets them fly. And then I'm giving guys out on the golf course material. That'll be in the second book. They don't know if it's in the first or second, but I'm just, I'm letting them fly all day long and and people pretty much that it's well received.
1: All right. Two questions. A. how'd you get into caddying? And B, where do you caddy now?
2: Okay. Um, Started when I was in between jobs in the uh, late nineties. And I had a buddy that was out there and it's, it's here where I am now, which is the Pebble beach golf links. Heard of it. You know, there's Pebble beach, there's spyglass, there's Spanish Bay and there's assorted courses uh, around the area that we sometimes uh, do events for. And uh, so I thought it would be a part-time gig in the late nineties and then being a divorce guy with no kids though. Um, and you make your own schedule and work as hard as you want, work as easy as you want. It became kind of a natural fit and we're meeting just some incredible people, you know, um, the one percenters, the 10 percenters, the 10%ers, uh, captains of industry, athletes, celebrities, a lot of just wonderful people. And they're in the mood where, they're out there to have such a good time. So it's it's a lot of a lot of joy and bliss and, you know, everyone's happy and, and, you know, their hearts are big and they're generous to us. So uh, it became a job where, wow, you can, this is a business, you know, and, and you can you can make it into something.
1: So, what is something you said Pebble Beach, and I like that you glanced right past that. Folks, look it up if you if you really need to. And actually, if you're listening to this show, you probably shouldn't need to look up Pebble Beach. No, you're right? lost. Uh, what is something that when people get out there, what is something that you 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 consistently see that that they're taken back by or that kind of surprises
2: them? Well, I think I, I see them looking out at the, uh, the at the landscape that's there because it's a it's a heck of a palette and uh you know it's as dramatic as anything you're going to find and um yeah and nine of our 18 holes actually border the water but you've got ocean views on every single hole out there even if it's just a peak on number one between the buildings to see the ocean you can see ocean on every hole and you don't get that at a lot of golf courses you can get a couple ocean views or maybe one or two holes are on the water um but uh, so it's a lot of drama, and I'll see people out there just just looking out, and they're mesmerized on how beautiful it is.
1: I was fortunate enough; I grew up uh, in Jacksonville, south side of Jacksonville, and my family joined TPC Sawgrass in the early '80s, wow. and so so I got a chance to go out there a bunch as a kid and play and go to the tournaments and whatnot. And it's similar similar scenario where it it never gets old, and I and I bet you would say that as well. I mean. To this day, you got to be standing there, sometimes looking around, going, "This is my office," and like you almost have to pinch yourself from every once in a while. I'm guessing. Right. But the people who were there for the first time, or you know, I, I was playing with some college golfers that were on my high school team, and they shot like 82, and they they would walk off and they go, "I don't, I don't know what happened." They're like, I, "I've played courses that are almost this hard." You know, I've I've played here, I've played there. They're like, "What is it?" I'm like, "It's it's the nostalgia. It's the thought. It's it's like standing there, and then all of a sudden, your brain goes back to." Oh, I remember when Tom Watson holed out from the the green side. You know, those start going through and that takes over. This is the toughest part of the game to conquer. And I mean, I'm sure you see that all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Andrew, if you don't <laughs> stop, if you don't ask a question yourself, you know I'm gonna sit here and talk to Cutter. The, the clock's gonna well, run out.
0: Well, you were you were running perfectly, which gave me time to get the link to the website to to, to go on and buy the book at CutterTheCaddy.com. Cutter so I, got in, I got that up in the chat on Rumble and on YouTube. So look for it there. It's also score on the bottom. Get over there. Get oh, the I see it it's there. Up. Yeah, thanks,
2: guys. Appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I, I was taking the chance of uh of the, the opportunity of you talking like you always do, uh to get that in there, but <laughs> but but not all no, it's all good. It's all good. I did want to ask. So we were talking about earlier though, right before you came on and I saw you having some facial reactions back there. How, where do you stand on like what we were talking about with live and about how they, they are trying to elevate themselves to be the top in the world right. there it seems. And right. where Where yeah, do you well, stand on this? You know,
2: I, I'm, I have no interest in it and I'm, I'm probably, um, not mainstream on it or whatever. I mean, I, I understand the guys taking the money. They made a choice. They said, I'm going to go sign up with this tour. And it was a business decision and, and uh, good, good for them. Yeah. But in my opinion, live took a handful of really great players from us. They make us go chase another tour on whatever channel they've moved it around a couple times. So I got to go chase. this. Not my, <laughs> Cable package doesn't get the CW, so I'm now I got to go. What pay another ten bucks a month to go watch another good. tour? I'm a busy guy. I work seven days a week, unless I'm traveling pursuing my photography, which is a big passion. And uh, so I'm going seven days a week. I barely have enough time to watch a PGA tour. So for these guys to s- take a couple of our guys away, play a three-day event, um, no cut. There's what forty-eight of them, and mm-hmm. You know, to yeah, me, it's a, almost an now. exhibition, but I'm going to get killed for that. You know, no, I'm I'm been, I've been, like on this, I've been, I've been banging the exhibition drum more for energy ages. to go chase it. I barely yeah. can watch the PGA work. so I'm more interested in the majors now because that's at least they're going to come and play in the majors, and we can see all the best guys play at the same time. And they'll probably sure. play in the Ryder Cup because you can't have a Ryder Cup without the best guys. Well, on
0: that and and that news did come out this week, I believe. I, my weeks have all run together recently I believe it was this week uh it came out that they they're not going to they're not being turned down at this point for the this they still will be considered for captain picks okay. for the Ryder Cup so okay. so that should be interesting the politicking that goes into that and the posturing I'm sure from the players but but you dropped a nice gem on us there photography uh which uh, I don't think we had talked about in our in our chat before the show yet uh I mean what's your your go-to kind of style like what do you nature are you like, you know, portraits, yeah. like, what do you, what brings you passion in photography to, to shoot? Uh,
2: you know, when you capture something beautiful, you can, you can, you have it with you forever in this digital age, you know? So um, I've traveled, you know, around, around the world, not super extensively yet, but uh, usually every year I try to do an international trip and I do about a handful of domestic trips. Um, one of them being next week, I'm heading to Chicago for an eight day stint and I'm going to play a couple rounds of golf and see some family and uh, bring in the camera. And in fact, a a guy on Twitter uh, already has won. He won the contest and I'm getting him a print. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, So pressure's on. I got to come up with something good for this (laughs) guy because I don't to embarrass myself, but I've been around the world. I've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania Took the camera for that, you know. That was nothing. Nice. To blockbuster. I'm not. I wasn't getting a gallery photo out of it, but uh, you know. Then I went to the Serengeti for a, a safari and had the 800 millimeter lens with me, and so I got the lions and the elephants and the the big five, the the rhinos and all that stuff. And it's great. And I've I've hiked Patagonia in South America, so I was in Argentina and Chile. <coughs> that was beautiful. But the landscapes even around here in my coast. It's just uh, almost like cheating, sometimes. But yeah. it's all about capturing the right light. And and you know, you walk out in the middle of the day and try to shoot a golf course or or a coastline. It's not going to work. You got to go early. You got to go late in the day, and it's magical the colors that come out. And that's it's what I, golden hour. So I'm chasing light
1: and it's called golden hour for a reason right yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's it's the it's the perfect angle my my uncle's a photographer and he's been okay. he's a photographer for 30 years still is uh he's you know sports landscape anything and every year for christmas he would get you know send to all the family members his shot from the year and, you know, whether it was a sun, a sunrise or sunset that he waited, you know, all year and set up or a sporting event that he was at. He's on Super Bowls. He's got a great iconic photo of Tiger. He was on the 72nd hole at, at Tory when Tiger made his putt to force the playoff. No, and, and he kind of. Oh, yeah. And he, he got oh, two. That's awesome. He got two and I have copies of them uh and one is he you know Tiger doing his fist pump you know like the two fists up and then the other one he turns to his caddy and it looks like Tiger's looking kind of right at right at my uncle and he's giving him that 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 fist pump I mean he's got stories on stories but when he talks about photography he mentions the two things one of the things was light and the other one is you kind of you kind of have to be willing to either go places or think of things that other people won't you know to your point the Serengeti How do you get beautiful landscape shots of exotic animals? You go to the Serengeti. I mean, that you have to be, you have to be there. You have to be present. And where is the – which golf course? Is, is it on a golf course? But in the peninsula out there, that tree, the most iconic tree, it's like the highest photographed tree in the country. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yes, I yeah, so do. We're, we're, where is that? It's, it's not on any golf course. It's along okay. it's what's called 17-mile drive. It's known as the Lone Cypress Yep. And, and it may have suffered a little damage this winter because we had some winds that were really <laughs> strong. And, and it's been, it's been breaking in spots over the years anyway. But uh yeah, it's it's very uh photogenic. So beautiful photographed often. I I've I love it. shot it myself many times. Yeah.
1: I was just about to ask, yeah. <laughs> how many times have you how many times have you taken a shot at this thing? Yeah. So uh, producer if you if you want yep. to move this right along otherwise i'm going to dig into my no i'm back. about to be
0: and this is but i think it's now official you are no longer the most interesting person on the show um i think all the just the travel alone that kind of just hit us with just squads all your camp stories away uh, but, we can but, probably name drop back and forth on that you guys probably could, and I could just sit here and watch and just keep clicking video buttons. Uh, but anyways, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, Underdog, uh, Underdog Fantasy. Boop, boop. Go over there and use the discount code DIVPIV, D-I-V-P-I-V, with your first deposit uh, and get a discount over there. And we, when we come back, we'll be getting into a divot and pivot and then 10 questions with Cutter. So keep stick around, come back. We'll be right back with you. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. Place to play and win with the underdog fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our PickM contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. Sit gingerbread. I gotta, I gotta ask. Uh, this just reminded me of seeing that that ad again, Jason, sometime, uh, from over at TSS. I'm pretty sure his dog's name is gingerbread. Uh, so, so I, I gotta ask, uh, if there's a connection there or if he named the dog after that. I don't know, it's it just hit me. Anyways, let's get into divot and pivot segment here. We haven't done it in a little while, but we're gonna be getting back to this fairly regularly. I got the question right here, but we want to talk about divot and pivot from both you, Bud, and Cutter. Are you a divot or a pivot on the idea of these elevated tournaments the week after a major, in or out? Carter, we'll yeah. go to you first as the guest. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in, but
2: sure, <laughs> absolutely. You know, the better quality feel, the better the purse,
0: mm-hmm.
2: the better the competition. You know, those guys are playing for some serious bucks, and it's I love it. So come
0: the week up, the week coming off a of major doesn't matter as the, the sure yeah that
2: doesn't it's matter okay. they are sure. not they're not in the hard labor camp they're swinging golf clubs. <laughs> yeah there's well, their routine their their schedule they work hard but it's still golf you know
0: They just seem to be a lot of like Maybe it was just because it was fresh and it was the first time they had, the, the media had a chance to really dig their teeth into it. But I know those quotes out there from Spieth and obviously Rory not showing up. That they There seemed to be this worry that and it may have just all been fake and like the, the one or two comments that was pushed to the front as if it was everyone saying it. This idea that they got to change their schedule, they're mentally exhausted, physically exhausted after the Masters. I agree with you. It just feels like you, you go out there to play golf, go out there and play golf. It just means that you get to play for some more money that week. So how do bad it. do you how
1: bad do you want it? You have all year to prepare for these things. Mm-hmm. And it's not always going to be abysmal weather at the Masters where they're having to play twenty nine holes on Sunday and you know, mm-hmm. lugging around wet gear and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I think that you know, if given a chance, Speeth would take a Mulligan on that to say, Yeah, that was a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction to say I might have to relook at my schedule. This is too tough. It's not too tough. Like like Cutter just pointed out, at the end of the day, they're not playing football, and I don't want them to turn into the NBA where those guys were bitching about playing back-to-back nights and load management. You get paid astronomical amounts of money. And due respect to those guys, like like Cutter, you said it, they work Mm -hmm. hard. They really do. They they focus. They work hard. But there are in the NBA, there are probably thousands of people out there who could walk right in and, and from a talent perspective, take those spots. We know in golf that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pros that any given week, like I say in the intro, that line of demarcation between making the cut, not making the cut, winner, loser. It's so thin that you better take your opportunities because you will get Wally pipped very easily. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's easy for Jordan to say where he's got a couple of majors under his belt and he's got some pretty good job security for the foreseeable future. Uh, You know, but, but ask some of the journeymen, ask some of those folks who, who would love that shot, you know, how they think of it. And and I think it's a good thing. And look, we're seeing it with John Rom this week. He's going to opt out next week because they're allowed to opt out at least, or for one designated event. So, you know, let them eat cake if they're bitching about the the load management and the back to back after a man uh, after a major. I like that question because it's topical, but I don't think it's going to have legs because people are just mm-hmm. going to stop listening.
0: <laughs> yeah fair we've seen it with Ramba, who was very vocal to say you know in that tournament um after the masters which I'm now blanking he loved his name, answer which, which one it was uh but yeah his answer was great I'm out here for the fans you know if uh, if I was a fan I paid money to go out there and see me play and then find out that he backed out then he you know, was he, smooth
1: he, he didn't say fan he, he said if I was one of those little kids
0: that's right he, that's if I was how one he of those little right. kids
1: out there I would want to see the the masters champion play and I thought yeah. that was a brilliant stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. And we saw earlier today, he came out flat out and said, "He's like, yeah, I 100 plan on being in a broadcasting booth once my career is over." So, oh yeah, Captain Johnny Rom class act.
0: Yeah, uh, and he's, he's doing he it again this. Yeah, he's doing it again this week, and and you know, not opting out of out uh, of this week's tournament. And and when he he, could've, he he could have because it's not elevated next week. He could have made the money, but he said, "Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to go and defend it because that's what he he gets That's the thing. He he just gets it. He gets that you know from the from the the idea of you know sportsmanship and the in the competitive idea of sports, like you're meant to be out there and defend your championship, defend your crown. You're meant to compete in certain scenarios, and, and he gets that. He, he gets when and when when and, when and when he shouldn't uh, pull those moves. Uh, so, love the answers. We're gonna love some more answers here because we're gonna get into ten questions here with Cutter. We're gonna get to dive into more of his his caddying stories. We're gonna dive into some wine. Uh, and a little bit of everything. So let's get into a question number one. And, Bud, as always, feel free to jump in as, as well because I know you will. Uh, <laughs> Connor, the best shot that you can take credit for as a caddy, whether it's in a tournament or, or whatever, just a shot that kind of you step back and say, yeah, I, I did yeah. that.
2: Okay. So this is, this is counterintuitive to what I see as a caddy all the time. We're playing the 14th hole. Par five at Pebble. And this one player that I had that day is one of the rare moments where he doesn't give himself enough credit for how far he hits it. Most people, you say, you ask them, how far do you hit your pitchy wedge? And they're like 160. And I'm like, no, you don't hit him. 160. Come on. I can tell the guy's an 18 handicap, you know? But this guy was the opposite. He actually struck the ball pretty well and he never gave himself credit for how. Far he hits the ball. And I was arguing with him about this all day long uh, on club selection. So we get to the approach shot on 14, and I give him the yardage, and he goes, Give me the eight iron. And I'd already said you need to hit the nine. He goes, Give me the eight. So I handed him the nine, hoping he wouldn't look at the club. Right? <laughs> so now I've now I've run over to the other guy that I'm working for two guys and I, I'm 50 yards away. This guy hits the shot stiffs it tight. I mean, tighter than the bunk beds at Neverland Ranch. He turns, he turns around and, and holds up the club and says, see, I told you it was an eight iron. And it, I wasn't going to say anything to the guy until he said that. And I said, no. look at the bottom of the club. He looked at the bottom of the club, saw that nine, and he was laughing his ass off. We've been buds ever since every time he comes out to Pebble, he asks nice. for me now, you know, cause, uh, and so that's my moment i can't forget that one so when when, sure. when i heard your question i knew exactly um there's what so the money sport money. about it that, that was priceless you know the guy was just in hysterics for 20 minutes after that you
1: know <laughs> i won't have many follow-ups or many analogies because i i only have one caddy mm-hmm. experience and i've been dining off it for 27 years i was 13 I wanna... years old i was i was 13 years old and the precursor to the well The the one of the old sponsors for Corn Fairy was the Nike Tour. So the Nike Tour comes through my hometown. They're playing at our country club, uh, and I'm 13. I go out there with my little yellow caddy tag, and I'm hanging around the practice green. And Bobby Elliott was fresh out of his UNLV college career, and he walks over to me and he says, "You got a bag?" I said, "No, sir." He goes, "You play this course?" I said, "Yes, sir." He goes, "Can you read greens?" I was like, Yeah, He goes, "Good. I can read greens. Come with me." And so it was a practice (laughs) round, and you know, and he goes, "You know the three rules of caddying?" And at the time, I did not. And now I, that's where I, you know, what is it? was it keep up put up shut up whatever yeah yeah pretty much and so yeah. we get to we get through the first five holes and he's telling me you know listen I there's a practice round if it feels right you know I'll, I'll get you on the bag for the week 50 bucks around which yeah, do a 13 year old in 1996 200 bucks for a weekend of work that's huge money right oh yeah and it, but but he also said he goes but if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out he's like we'll know at the turn whether or not you're going to be on my bag for the back nine and as a 13 year old i was kind of like damn this guy All right, he's for real. Because looking back, this was his livelihood. He's not there for my edification. So we get to the sixth hole, par four, blind tee shot, dog leg left. You got to go up to the top of the hill and then downhill to the left of the green. And the yardage book, and everybody says, take a long iron out to the right, top of the hill. You got a nice little 150 shot in downhill. And the locals, we know that there's a bunker up there, and you just go straight over the bunker and there's a downhill roll, you're 50 yards off the green. So the first two guys, one of them was uh, Tommy Armour, the third was in our group. And he he hits it out to the right. Everybody else hits it out to the right. I said, Bobby, I said, if you if you get right over that bunker, that's where we hit it. And it just runs right down to the green. He goes, All right, kid. So he so I hand him the, the same two iron that he was gonna fan out to the right a little bit. And he just blasts it right over this bunker. And everybody kind of was quiet because they thought, Oh, he missed left. We get to the top of the hill, they see everybody's balls, and then they look up and they, what the hell is that? His ball was about 15 yards short of the green. He just looked at me, goes, You're hired. And from then on in, I had so that's the one time that I can take credit for that shot. It got me the bag. He made the cut. Two hundred bucks. All the free gear that he didn't want to schlep. There you have it.
2: Nice. All right. On
1: on with the actual guest because I (laughs) guarantee you I won't have many other follow ups. That's That's my one (laughs) shot.
0: (laughs) You never. I have one. I have one quick follow up that's very important. Did did your did your player hit hit the pot?
2: Oh, I I don't recall. You know, (laughs) twenty years ago. I wish I could remember that. It was more about the reaction when he looked at the bottom of the club and saw that I had fooled him and tricked him into hitting his proper club.
0: Nice. Okay. Love that. All right. You brought up the turn. Perfect segue into this. What's your favorite snack at the turn? And I guess that's a question, as a caddy, how often do you get to get a snack at the turn? Yeah.
2: um, You know, we've got food and beverage all over the place out there. But my favorite snack at the turn is at Olympic club. They've got the burger dog. It's a hot dog or a, it's a burger in a hot dog bun. And with the grilled okay. onions and you have it your way, it's the best turn, you know, snack you can have out there.
0: Freaking West so, Coast weirdos. Olympic club. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It gets, it keeps all those toppings in there better. I'm sure it's a lot cleaner and easier to eat in the course though. It makes a hell of a lot of sense to me. Um, All right. Uh, Number three, your best, best one liner to a golfer you've ever had. I'm sure this is, you reference it. this is a tough one to choose, but if you had a favorite.
2: It is. I'm going to answer that with one that happened about a year ago before we put the book out. The book was in progress. I got these guys from Texas and it's an all men's club out of Houston. And they're, they're maniacs. They're just so much fun. And someone crushes the ball on the 18th tee and they had a phone out and they were videotaping. And they turned to me and they said, What'd you think of that cutter? And I said, That's tastier than a cheerleader on game day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it went viral <laughs> at the club, uh, didn't go viral anywhere
0: else. But uh I was and, just gonna uh, ask it sounds like something that would go viral. Yeah, and anyway,
2: well, that's why my book's gotta go viral. I mean, all this yes. is in there, and we need uh, to make it viral, and so anyway, that particular guy that was filming me, showed the whole club, you know, I'm, I'm pretty popular within their club. He bought 20 books as soon as it came out, you know, it was pretty cool. And I'm sure he passed them around to the club. And if you look at the book, I've got the illustration and then sometimes there's Cutter's comments and, and at the other Cutter's comment on that particular illustration is my Texas boys really love that joke, you know? So (laughs) it was an homage to them.
0: Nice. Yeah, and, love and
2: they, they loved it when they saw it because they didn't know I was going to put that in the book. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, I do. Different... I do
0: love how it. Sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no that that was that was the answer to the question. That was the one liner that sticks in my mind. But you know, there's a lot of funny ones.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the the fact that you have an entire book of I forget how many pages it is, but an entire book of just one liners, one per page. That's a that's a testament yeah. to your your creativity there for sure um all right so this one is i'm sure is another tough one so you can answer it in in one of two ways either the most famous course or your favorite course that you've played because it sounds like you've been all over the damn world so however you want to answer that answer it either way you 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 choose well if they're different uh, then they're different
1: what's your what's the what's your favorite and what's the most famous
0: yeah why not i mean you
2: know pine valley hard hard to pass that up um I've played Cypress Point. I've played Royal County Down, which is ranked number one in the world. Um, Oakmont, Windfoot, Bethpage, Baltusrol, Marion, Medina, um, Whistling. I love Whistling Straits. It's a fun track to play. You um,
0: play that on a simulator one. Is once. one
2: better than the other? I, I mean, it's just like saying who's the prettiest girl. and There's so many, right? you know so
1: that's the way that's the way to get around which is the most famous what is your favorite out of all that word all that word salad you just tossed out
2: yeah <laughs> oh you I don't want to t- offend anybody I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I what I've heard I
1: play with a guy in my group and he uses a pine valley uh, ball marker and I mean he played it probably five six years ago but he still to this day talks about it and I mean, I'm itching to get out there too because I'm, I'm a pretty decent golfer. I can hold my own. I know what I know and I know what I don't. And what I've heard is, yeah, you think you know what you know. Go if you get a chance to go out to Pine Valley. Humble pie is what they serve on the first tee box. It's just, yeah, you know, welcome in, take a number, and yes, sir, may I have another?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a strong test of golf, and uh, yeah, beautiful experience. None of the holes feel the same. It's just like you're, you've are you got a story that just keeps continuing as you play. And uh, so it's its really memorable course. I can remember every shot I hit and what the holes were and what club I had, you know.
1: And, well, they and say that that's one I, of the I – mean, I only
2: played it once.
1: And they say, oh, geez, that's actually even more. I was yeah, to ask well, that yeah.
2: Some, you know, some golfers do that, can do that. And when, when I was playing a lot, I, I was able to always remember, you know, when it's
1: fresh. And yeah. When it, yeah. especially if it's in that moment, it gets into the deep part of your brain, but they say that about it. So it's true about Pine Valley. Most courses have a signature hole or two Pine Valley is 18 signature t- style holes. I mean, every right. single shot, right. I mean, it's, you're thinking your way around it. And if folks are going like Pine Valley, no, it's not on the PGA tour. It's not on, <laughs> it's not on any video games. It's not yeah. something no. go Google it and then talk to some golf people that know golf and they'll tell you about Pine Valley.
2: I wish they'd do something, you know, an event there would be something else. You know, they but, just if, have you, to but if you're
1: but if you're if you're if you're Pine Valley right. and you've got this status now, what's the impetus for I mean, you're yeah. all of a sudden the one that's it's kind of like Seminole a couple of years ago when during COVID when they had that charity match mm-hmm. and everybody was like, What the hell is Seminole? And it's like, What? Like this is this is one of the greatest golf courses. Have you played Seminole? I have not. Ah, see, you and I'll I
2: Florida golf. Which is weird because there's a lot of a lot of good Florida golf. Someone's gonna have to give me an invite.
0: I'd be this, happy to make the your, trip. This is your guy right here. I was about to say uh, that's right. I, I, I'm, I'm what I call born again
1: New England because I'm up in the Boston, Massachusetts area now. I'm okay, in Salem. Yeah. Which, which city, baby? uh but no florida golf is and i'll say this new england golf i got punched in the mouth early here i was looking at scorecards going ah 6400 yards this is going to be a piece of cake new england golf is all is all angular and target golf where yeah. you might have a 285 mm-hmm. yard par 4 but the fairway runs out at 150 and then you've got to carry 65 yards over a gully if you really want to clear it so you're trying to carry it 270 and I mean, young whippersnappers can do it and the big boys, but it was a lot for me to swallow. Okay. There might be rounds where you're hitting nothing but six, six, five and four irons off the tee because you got to put yourself in position. Florida golf is much more bang it, go find it, bang it again. And if you've got a short game, you can score. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's the next I'm question up. teach. Yes. Well, I want to make sure you were done there because I, I love the conversation. Because we're going to get into some more fun. Uh, no, not that this stuff hasn't been fun, but yeah, some more off, some. off the golf course, uh, uh, questions here. This one's still kind of on the golf course, but what's your drink of choice when you're playing around? Because I'm assuming you're not drinking drink while you're working. It's you always okay. going to be there.
2: It's going to be there for me when I'm done. So I'm a water guy. Yeah, All boring. Right. Boring. Oh, it's boring. The occasion when I've had a, a beer, but you know, I'm a wine guy like you guys probably. And for the most part, it's always going to be there after the rounds over. So
0: that's and how I'll be i be clear. I, I'm a whatever's in front of me guy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what I am. But right in Rome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, all right, simple enough, easy enough there. So let's get into the wines here. What is your favorite type of wine? Right now, I'll tell you right now what I'm drinking tonight, and, and I jump around to a bunch of reds, but right now I'm just drinking a, a cab, Cabernet Sauvignon uh, from California.
2: And 2020. Who,
0: who makes it? Uh, this is, it's called Cat 2, and it's from Sharon Weeks. Sharon, we can okay. yeah, yeah. hard to say. Yeah. So, I don't know anything about them, but this came in one of those wine subscription boxes where I got like 12 bottles. Uh so it's all wines I've never heard of before, and it's fun to try them. So, I got a little so Zach
1: Brown cab Sav from California. Does he make a, a cabernet? I yeah,
2: Zach, Zach, apparently Zach Brown uncaged. That's what you're drinking right now. Wow, I didn't even know. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So uh it's funny. Um my grandfather Had liquor stores, and um, okay. So his son, my uncle, ends up taking me to a party one time, and it was all about bring the best wine. We're gonna hide your wines that you bring. You're gonna label them blind tasting. the The winner gets the pot. Everyone had to put in fifty or a hundred bucks, and there were seven eight entries in, and they were all we're talking Opus One and Camus and. Um, heights and all kinds of just of the big Cabernet, the big chewy Cabernets. And I'd never had, I wasn't a wine guy then. And I'm just loving that night. I'm drinking these mm-hmm. and the, the fruit is just staying on my palate for five minutes at a time. And I'm just going, this is unbelievable. I've been a wine drinker ever since. And yeah. I can't, I can't go back to beer. I mean, I'll have a beer now <laughs> and then a good hot day or something, you know, which sure, you don't yeah. really get out here on the coast but um you know if i am going to go to chicago in a week and if if we get 80 degrees and it's hot and we're done with the round i'm having a beer probably you know but okay. uh, i'll go to, i drink water coffee and wine and and those are that's my go-to's water you
1: know? coffee and bourbon cake bread sellers yes. in rutherford if you ever if you ever get a chance to absolutely i know, I know you've been- you yeah, been up there. my, I have my sister there. my sister lived in Lower Pacific Heights for probably ten years in downtown wow. San Francisco, and uh, every time we'd go out there, that was kind of their specialty. Or you know, if you're getting a little something, little something, something going, or as a special event, they'd pop that out there. They would always give it away
0: as, as, uh, as gifts. It's a good label. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good labels, speaking of uh, some of your favorite wines, what is your? Do you have a favorite wine brand, or are you uh, are you a try try something new every kind uh, every yeah. time kind of
2: guy? You know, don't don't have a favorite wine brand uh, necessarily, um, but uh, you know, I I like the sparkling, I like the whites. Uh, you know, okay. I like to pair wines with food, and uh, my brother and I like to cook, so we'll get together and we while we're cooking we're sipping on sparkling wines and then we'll move on to whatever we're going to pair with our meal. And so like it all, uh, but the chewy cabs, uh, the Merlots, basically the Bordeaux varietals are the yeah. ones that I gravitate to. For the chewy. Most. Same. What's Same. That-
1: I love that. I love that descriptor. Chewy
2: Say points for swirling or something.
0: No, well you're, you're, you're leading me right into that. Cause the next question is actually a bonus divot or pivot. So divot or pivot on, are you, uh, are you, do you sniff, swirl, and slosh your wine? Uh,
2: yeah. You know, uh, like this one for sure. I uh, opened it about three hours before we came on air to let, yeah, it, breathe let it breathe a little bit. <laughs> Through, uh, this is my first and only glass so far. And uh, I put it in the glass and I swirl and let it oxygenate a little bit and open up. Sure. And even just as we've been here for the 30 minutes or whatever, it's it's uh, getting better by the minute. Yeah, really good. That's true. So
1: yeah, alcohol gets better by the minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the air, or if it's just uh, the sips, but uh, either way, it tastes good. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get in there. Uh, okay, so when you've had a little bit, are you a happy, sad, or angry drunk? I'm a happy. You're a happy. Uh, I, yeah. I do I almost wanted. To, as we've been talking, I wanted to just almost want to take that question out of there because I, I thought I feel like it's been pretty evident that you're just a happy guy. And not right. Yeah. <laughs> you no.
2: Know, yeah um i i don't understand the the other side of it when the guy sure. gets drunk and he's angry and they want to fight you know that's know. i've seen it so many times fight and, for no uh, reason like yeah. just. and when i was younger when i was in college i got in the ring i, I had two amateur fights so oh, wow. you know i've done my fighting um i don't need to get drunk and be mad at some guy i don't know you know and, and i've just seen it all too often it's kind of crazy
1: cutter the comedian that's what i that's what i think comes out he goes from cutter the caddy to cutter the comedian because i got a feeling those one-liners are not unique to the golf course
0: oh yeah and they i don't, i'm assuming they get they get quite uh they get quite uh, saucy when he gets a, a few under his belt too <laughs> um so let, let's round it out here question 10 we made it through all the other questions here what is next for Carter the Cat? You've already kind of referenced and alluded to a second book at some point, but you, you've kind of said let this current one breathe for a few years. So, yeah. what yeah. is next? What can people expect if this uh, really blows up here for you? Um, blowing up by taking off? Might yeah, win.
2: I mean, <laughs> you know, we're going to add different. We're going to get different merchandise available: coffee mugs, uh, hats, maybe some uh, apparel. Um, exactly. You got to have a cutter mug. Right. Uh, we've we've only got the golf towel so far and in uh, the book. And uh, here, here's my towel with me at all times, you know, because right. yeah.
0: so all upside down. Oops. That's right. There it is.
2: Yeah. Cutter the caddy. And um, so, yeah, we're going to let this marinate. And uh, we're about to uh, embark on a big marketing campaign where we're going to put a, a lot into uh advertisement and get that book really going and uh and thank you guys for having me because this gives me exposure I wouldn't get and love your guys' show man I went and oh, watched a few right. episodes and Bud kills me man you're too but, kind you know, nice. you? you're, a, you're a Larry David with all your rules. <laughs> <laughs> where, where listen, listen so
1: unless funny. you bred me, fed me or wed me, don't talk shit to me. Where are you gonna play in Chicago? Is it anywhere anywhere nameworthy or are you just playing what's convenient and what's
2: accessible? So, um, it was going to be uh, name worthy. Um, originally, I met this guy last year, caddied for him in a tournament that I think it went three or four day tournament. So I was with him all week, and he tells me he's at, he's at a member at Butler National and Chicago Golf Club. <laughs> I mean, two two of the top, they're in the top <laughs> twenty in the country, yes. I believe. You know, and let of, me steal And, little, and oh. then what I've been texting. We've been texting for six, seven months now. And uh, it, yes, I'm going to be around in May. So then, okay, he's going to be around in May. So I make my reservation. I'm the 2nd through the 10th. And uh, so oh, I'm gonna be here's an what assistant. I'm going to do. And then he's out of town till the 5th. And, and then when it, the weekend hits, his daughter's got the confirmation or something like that. And Monday's private courses are closed. I'm leaving on a Tuesday. So I just went on Twitter world. I said, guys my my good thing fell through however everyone says there's a lot of great public golf so i'm going to hit one called cantigny i think it's pronounced and the other one called thunderhawk and uh i think i've got three other guys joining me um, that i've been paired set up with uh, that actually i think they're going to handle the reservations too but two good public tracks um well known in the chicago area And everyone's saying you can't go wrong with that. So
1: Thunderhawk. Wasn't that your nickname in high school, Andrew? Last follow-up question (laughs) is give the people a little something, something. Little dangle, dangle some names. I just names that they can expect to see in this book. I don't want you to, I don't, I don't want you to show the whole leg. Just take it up to the knee here, maybe a little upper thigh. (laughs) What are some of these famous names or that, that you've come across that they either may see in the book? Or they might just hear about later on when they right. when they tune into Cutter, and then I will give the, the talking stick back to the executive director. Okay. Slash so
2: I like that question. That's pretty cool because you know one morning I wake yeah. up. I didn't watch the Academy Awards, but I saw the Will Smith thing that happened. <laughs> so Will Smith makes the news for the wrong reason. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, how 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 does Gordon Ramsay get into a golf joke? Well, get the book you know and i think it's one of the funnier jokes in there too um and you got jason in,
1: bateman around your arm on 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 your on your twitter pictures you i mean folks yeah, cutter yeah. cutter has been there he's he's either carried for them, for them played for them played with them or he's made them laugh in some way shape or well, form so or he just makes cutter fun shape. of them
0: or he they, just they, makes fun right, of them because they right. flash across his tv screen at the wrong time <laughs> i
2: mean yeah you know everybody's a target i i don't go after any one group or, or person or equal,
1: equal opportunity. I
2: make fun of Cutter the Caddy in the book on at least a yeah. couple pages where Cutter's yeah. the butt of the joke, you know. So, sure. yeah, so black, white, gay, straight, Democrat, Republican. I got a joke for you, you know. If it's and funny, you're not it's gonna, funny. Like, you're not gonna yeah. like everyone, but uh, my personal favorite is the Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> that one kills me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so that if you, a good if you know it that was a good great. one. If you don't know it, get the book. Yeah. Get the book. Was, I, I won't lie. I was I was reading on the couch the other night when my, my kids were playing and my daughter comes up and goes, What are you reading? She can't really like she can read like just your simple words the and at, but she can't like read yeah. full sentences. So she's like, Can you read me some of it? So and I came across the Jef- Jeffrey Epstein one when she was sitting there with me out, nope 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 oh here's one okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's what i can say
2: yeah most of most that of the jokes it. are they're age 18 and
0: over for sure yes they are yeah, it, yeah. yeah there, was some, there was otherwise your kids are gonna be asking you some questions <laughs> yes so uh it's a i'd say it's a it's a coffee table book depending on the age of people around in the house Uh, But it's it's a lot of fun. I love it. Um, So get out there. Speaking of it, once again, I put the the link to the website, www.cutterthecaddy.com. Put it in the chat on Rumble. Put it in the chat on YouTube. We'll we'll get it on their socials as well. Purchase the book on the website. Help this man out. The book is fantastic. It's just good, lighthearted fun. And like you said here, like we've said, we've alluded to before, humorous humor people. Just laugh sometimes. It's all good. Don't get offended. Just chill. Hang out. Just like you do with us every Tuesday. And like you should. (laughs) And come on, don't ruin my fall, man. (laughs) Just like you should do every Tuesday. Like you should continue doing here at 930 with the guys from Plus Money Golf. who are definitely going to give you a bit more of an in-depth analysis into uh, the tournament this week. i get over there. And then as always, as Bud's wearing and repping right now, he's wearing the Acorn Hills hat. I'm wearing the Acorn Hills polo. We love uh, Nate over there. Get over there. Give him all the love and buy his stuff. Uh, check out his Weather Channel interview. Check out his. <laughs> this, this is New York. Uh, it was the New York Times, I think, right? That a story about USA
1: Today Times. and the Weather channel. USA
0: Today. Sorry, USA Today. Check out the USA Today for Nate. As always, Acorn Hills, we love them as well. Thank you for joining us. As always, we love all of you watching. Keep watching us every Tuesday live, eight o'clock. Cutter, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a feeling we will be talking to you again. Uh, fantastic, Lord yes. willing you're welcome yeah, here thanks, anytime.
2: Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate it. It's big. I love your program too.
0: And we wish big you all up. the best with the book and we can't wait to see what comes out of, uh, that mind in the future for a second one. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's scary. All right, thank you all. Have a good night. Happy Tuesday. Tea time Tuesday continues at nine 30 with plus money golf. Have a good night.